are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hark the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We are going to talk about UVA. Let's break down the team. Who are some people that we need to look out for? More importantly, we are going to look at Mendenhall's presser. Excuse me. We are going to talk about what he thinks of his team, different players that he thinks might be a problem for Carolina on Saturday. And finally, we're going to give you an injury update on some of the Tar Heels that may not be available on Saturday's game. So let's talk about that today, shall we? All right, so let's get right into it. I hope you're having a great start to your Wednesday. If you're in the middle of your Wednesday or you're ready to end your Wednesday, I hope it's been good for you. I want to go ahead and get into who is the University of Virginia Cavaliers. I'm going to tell you first off why I don't like UVA. As you all know, I am a former swimmer from University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and a lot of people assume that your rivalries are always going to be in-state. NC State is not our rivalry, and at the time that I was swimming, Duke wasn't really a rival. So our biggest rival was University of Virginia, who had one of the most phenomenal, still to this day, one of the most phenomenal swim programs in the country. Now, we always got second to UVA, and when I was taking my trips, I actually thought about going to Virginia, but then I realized that it just wasn't the right place for me. Growing up, I had gone to UVA swim camps, and I really got close with their head coach, but I just didn't feel like UVA was the proper fit for me. So when thinking about UVA and their tradition was whenever a girl who went to Carolina, picked Carolina over UVA, they decided that, that was when Facebook was big back then, they would put your picture on their you know little group that they had, you know, Facebook groups were big back then, put your group in a picture, and then they would just, you know, bash you from noon till dawn, like just go in on you. They would cut your picture up, they printed out all that good stuff, and they would just hate on you so much because that's how much they hated UNC. So that rivalry was always big, still to this day. I'm sure nobody from Carolina loves the Virginia Cavaliers, especially on the swim team. Now, when you look at UVA and Virginia, or when you look at UVA and Carolina from a football standpoint, I feel like Carolina has always just been—it's like bougie versus bougie, right? <laughs> it's two great schools, two academically sound schools that are just going up and hoping for a big win. Obviously, playing in the Coastal Division, we all know the Coastal can be up and down flow. Carolina has, you know, had the opportunity to be in some close games with Virginia, but Virginia seems to have their number, especially last year, as we saw they beat them 38-31. But this Virginia team is obviously not the same. Bryce Perkins graduating at the quarterback position was a lot different for the Cavaliers this year. In 2020, they have started with a 1-4 season. They have lost four in a row, most recently to Miami 19-14, which tells you that they're right on the cusp of having a big breakout game. As we saw with FSU, we all know that we got to be our eyes peeled we, got, we cannot sleep on teams with bad records because they are just one breakthrough away from having a big win to turn their season around. And I am looking directly at you, Carolina football, not playing games. Obviously, a 19-14 close loss to a Miami team that is having a great season tells you all you need to know about A, UVA's defense, and B, now that they have their returning quarterback, 
Brennan Armstrong is going to make for a long day for Carolina. I just, it's my gut feeling, and it's an 8 o'clock game, so you already know I'm kind of freaking out. Also, I just, you know, when you got to think about it, you have to assume everyone in the ACC is a quality team and wants to beat the teams on top and rest in that, and that's why you have to understand you have a target on your back. Now, when looking at the different members of the UVA team and who might be problematic for the Tar Heels, let's go ahead and break down a couple of these key players that I think were going is going to make a long day for the Heels. Britton Armstrong, who is a 6'2 sophomore under center for the Cavaliers, missed the last few games due to a concussion sustained during their loss to NC State. Mendenhall, Coach Mendenhall, said about Armstrong that he throws the he makes throws that are easy to make, how tough he is when he scrambles, just his leadership style. I watched from the sideline against Miami and this team this year, went to Miami as well as going to Clemson and played with more resolve and more consistent spirit than Clemson and Miami a year ago, even though we didn't have the outcomes we wanted. And I think that speaks a lot to who Armstrong is. Case in point, when you have a leader, you know who's going to be behind center and you have confidence in him now that he's returning, it's a different energy around that locker room, which makes for guys ready and willing to step up for their QB, for their coach, for their school, all of that good jumbo and jive, right? So Carolina, we cannot sleep on that. We cannot get comfortable in that one and four record. And we all know as soon as you give a team a little bit of confidence it makes for a long freaking day okay now another player we have to keep our eyes on making his return maybe ronnie walker a key running back who is hoping to be ready for uva this weekend and he is a beast after missing the last two games for medical reasons and after being cleared by the ncaa for immediate eligibility the transfer from indiana university could make his debut for uva this weekend when the wahoos play carolina now, Walker and UVA were battling the NCAA for a waiver for immediate eligibility for a good minute. His initial waiver was denied, then his appeal was denied, and then the process turned to a 30-day period in which UVA and Walker can make a final appeal. Walker appeared in 22 career games for Indiana over the 2018-2019 seasons. He had uh, 59 touches for 221 yards and two touchdowns in 2019. In 2018, he had 32 touches for 141 yards with two touchdowns. So obviously, when you look at those numbers in comparison to a Javante and a Michael, you know it's not you know to super caliber numbers, but at the same time. Still a guy that if our defense does not step up, would make a long day for the Tar Heels. I'm just, I'm trying to appeal to all the people who think, oh, this is going to be easy win. We'll be fine. You know, we have these nice, easy games coming up. No, nope, we're not doing that. That's not what we're doing over here in Carolina because we want to at least be a 10 one team. So we're not going to do that. When we look at the other side of the ball, defensively, we want to take a gander at UVA and what they are going to bring. This defense is led by Nick Jackson, the sophomore who accounted for 16 tackles in UVA's loss against Miami. Mendenhall spoke about Jackson saying Nick is currently our most of, our best defensive player, period. In terms of production, his consistency and how he's playing, he's dynamic, he's fast, he's assignment sound, he's an excellent tacker, tackler, he's fast, and he's benefiting by kind of being mentored and tutored by Zane Zandier. So... You've got a guy who's young, willing to be lights out, has made a gigantic leap from his freshman year campaign. It just lets me know <laughs> 16 tackles is what we are going to have to keep 
our eyes on. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm just going to say because FSU has scarred me. I don't know what it is about teams who have crappy records who turn it around for night games, and I'm trying not to have deja vu here. Now, we also have Charles Snowd, who led UVA with 3.5 tackles for a loss, and he also had a sack and eight tackles for the day. So Carolina cannot waste time. They have to step on next. Listen, Brendan Armstrong came out feeling healthy, and that was great. And now we have to think about Ronnie Walker possibly returning. So offensively, those are the weapons there. Defensively, Nick Jackson, Charles Snow might step up for the team in great ways. So we're not going to be able to take them lightly on Saturday. But we've got some key takeaways also, again, from Mendenhall's presser that we want to break down and what UVA might bring to the table that are similar to teams that we've played already in the past. So let's take a better look at that next, a lock on Tar Heels. But first, do you ever feel like you're always on? Same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. It is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light is from Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and it's the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. I love to watch it. I love to drink it when I'm watching my Tar Heels. Coors Light is one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at, Coors, at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. All right, folks, as we know, I am gearing up for a great fitness journey. I think it's about time that I just get to business and stop playing games. In this pandemic, I've given myself a lot of grace, but now I'm ready to get fit, okay? I have been looking for great treats to stay fit, but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate. Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Visit BuiltBar.com today and you'll get 20% off your next, use code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So that's visit BuiltBar.com today, use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you follow, download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Make sure you download, subscribe button, follow on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Wherever you listen to your podcast, I need that, okay? I'd appreciate all the love and feedback. If you really enjoyed the show so far, please let me know what things that you love to listen and hear about and what things you're like, eh, I could do without. But I'm probably still going to talk about it anyway, but it might as well make you feel good that I at least listen to your feedback, okay? Okay. So we've got UVA coming up this weekend on Saturday for the Tar Heels at 8 p.m. And Mendenhall, the coach for the University of Virginia, the Cavaliers, the Wahoos, whatever you like to call him, call them, they had a press conference and some key takeaways that I want to compare Carolina to that, you know, from past games that we've seen so far. Now, when we look at U- University of Virginia's QB situation, I think it's very similar to Virginia Tech. 
as UVA did a week earlier when the Wahoos were without Armstrong, Virginia played a three-quarterback rotation on Saturday against Miami. Both Keetan, girl, okay, we're going to try it. Keetan Thompson and Ira Armstead rotated with Armstrong as well as playing wide receiver in the game. So I think it's very similar to Virginia Tech with Hendon Hooker and Burmeister and the fact that they couldn't really find a rhythm for the quarterbacks. And honestly, it made better for us because had Hooker found some rhythm for the entire game, we might not have that W on the board. So I am all fine for these rotations. We saw that with NC State, how they had, uh, because Devin Leary was out, they had to have Hockman in the game. And then they put Finley in and tried to get some rotation there. Again, when you take quarterbacks out of rhythm, sometimes it's off. And sometimes quarterbacks are just stinking and you try to put in, you know, freshman like Finley who did well on his first drive, but then, you know, he proved himself being a underclassman still trying to find his way. So I am all for quarterback rotations because I am on the opposite side of the field, but I'm just grateful to the good Lord that we have Sam Howell and it just makes you appreciate him. So if anybody's been hating on him and feeling like he hasn't been his freshman self, listen, at least he is not in rotation. At least we know who we've got under center and we have that all figured out. We don't have to worry. And I'm telling you, count your lucky stars because it is not a game when you have to try and figure out who is going to be leading the team. It makes for difficulties for your offensive line. It makes difficulty for your center and their counts and all that good stuff. And we already know that we've been struggling with our offensive line for years to come. So we have been trying to get them in a nice package rhythm and now they protect the pocket, all that good stuff. So I'm just saying, Carolina finally has a strong way on the offensive side. Number two, speaking of, of speaking of offensive lines, the offensive line for Virginia may give UNC some trouble as the UVA offensive line allowed just one sack and paved the way for UVA's rushing attack to average 5.3 yards per carry and on 35 rushing attempts. So talk about pocket protection. We talk about giving your quarterback enough time to throw, make decent throws. And again, Brennan Armstrong is a guy that I think is going to have a great day on Saturday because he's finally found his rhythm. He's out of concussion protocol. His head's on straight. He might, we might see the quarterback rotation. We might not, depending on how he is feeling. And if he is out there making those key throws, it's going to give our secondary some trouble. I don't care what you say, right? Our rush defense has been, our I personally think, our weakest part of our game this year. And so I'm hoping that they have a big game like they did against NC State. They feel that same rivalry energy, and they feel like they want payback from last year's 38-31 loss, and they want to ensure that they are a part or standing on top of the Coastal Division. So that's what I'm hoping is the vision for Carolina defense. Finally, from Mendenhall's presser number three, UNC can pick on UVA secondary. Sam Howell, I'm talking to you. Virginia gave up 444 passing yards to the Hurricanes. Bidenhall said he that it may, remains a concern for him. Our, our secondary over the past couple weeks hasn't been as consistent in their execution or communication, and so big plays have been more than what we would have liked. And so execution in the back end will lead to consistency. We just need that to happen sooner rather than later. Some new pieces, but that's just the way college football works. And so we need to get them caught up to speed and executing at a high level as fast as possible. So that's that on that. <laughs> if there was ever a day for Sam Howell to make it fly, Daz Neeson, De'Ami Brown, I'm talking to you. 
<sighs> I just need you guys to step up today. That's what I'm going to need to see out of you. That's what I'm, I'm talking to you as like the big sis just wanting to pour in because I just want to see a high flying game. And I think that's possible with the Virginia defense in the second. You got to pick on them. You got to pick on the guys who are caught sleeping at the wheel. You've got to make them burnt like toast. Like we got to do all of those things if we want to keep on our rhythm of being a dominant passing team. So we'll have all the key weapons for Saturday's game except one. And I'm going to talk about who will be missing on Saturday's game that I'm honestly devastated by. He's my Mr. Greg Olson. I'm really just, I'm having a moment, but I'll explain, explain that next on Locked on Tar Heels. Final prices gym of the day as we head into Saturday's game is Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. We are gearing up. Mac Brown is going to give his press con- press conference later today of his midweek review, talking about the team, what he's liked in practice, what he thinks he still needs to improve on. And of course, we're going to talk about that tomorrow and make sure that we dive into what his thoughts are and what the team can expect for Saturday's matchup against UVA. Now, we are going to be without some key players going into Saturday's matchup. Bo Corrales, who is my Mr. Greg Olson, the, one of the biggest wide receivers in Sam Howell's arsenal, he is going to be not playing on Saturday. Mac Brown will likely target Garrett Walston to pick up some of the slack as, you know, Bo is pretty much our guy for all the jump balls. And I talked about having to pick on Virginia's secondary all day. Bo would have been a great asset for that. But he said on his Instagram that it seemed as if he was not coming back anytime soon. Bo said, quote, I find comfort in adversity by controlling what I can control and trusting God to handle things that I can't. His plan is greater than I can ever begin to understand. Another obstacle in the road ain't nothing to me, and I am hungrier than ever, ready to attack rehab so I can get back to doing what I love. Until then, I'm cheering my fam- on my family as hard as I can. Love this team. Hashtag God's plan. Woo, buddy. Rolling like a big stop. Okay, I'm a little bit nervous because, you know, I love me some Bo, honey. I love his jump balls. I'm here for Bo catching them balls and just making those breakaway runs and embarrassings in secondary. So I'm a little bit heartbroken. I might be okay, but I might not. All right, you're going to check on me on Saturday. Let me know. If we can't have Garrett step up, then I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to cuss somebody out on that TV screen. But I'm going to try and woosa. I'm trying to get to it. I made a pact with myself to no longer cuss at the TV. I'm just going to let it be what it be. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna yell at the sky. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've, I'm working on not getting so emotionally involved with the Tar Heels. That's just what that is. But can I be calm at the fact that I am going to see yet another weekend of an defense who is experiencing injury as well the off injured often injured defense it will be without the sophomore defensive back storm duck and senior defensive back patrice renee we all know that patrice has had quite the season or career at carolina with some injuries but hopefully given that this year everyone can come back it doesn't matter how many games you play how many you don't get to have another season if you'd like if that's what it comes down to hey why not be in a great facility with great trainers what have you and just try and get back to full strength as much as you can I need Storm to return though I know that he is a key part of this defense his energy his vibe his name all of that is what we love to see on that field so wishing those guys nothing but speedy recoveries so I feel like as we wrap up today's show we should just really hone in on the point and hammer down on this point that Carolina cannot take Virginia lightly 
we talked about Virginia Tech and how after the six overtimes that it took to lose last year and you finally get that Achilles heel off your monkey off your back, you've gotten over that hokey hump, you beat Virginia Tech, you feel really good about yourself, you feel like this team is on the men and, oh, we're so great now, and then you mess around, get too caught up. And like Coach Brown says, you get beat twice because you get so caught up in that win, but you don't think about the next week ahead. You don't keep it like winning should be normal. Winning should be a part of what your program is about consistently. You expect to win at all times. It shouldn't be any kind of nerves, butterflies, nothing, because you know if you want to be at that type of level of a program, this is just a common sense. Like, this is what we do, okay? Now, I need Carolina to get there and not be surprised at itself. When they know they put in the work, they know they've always had the talent. Yes, it hasn't gone in their favor because of poor execution sometimes and poor play calling, in my opinion. But I think now we can safely say that Carolina is a team that should expect to win with Sam Howell under center and with Chaz Surratt leading that defense. So I'm hoping that winning on last Saturday against NC State, against your rival, you feel like that was supposed to happen, of course. And we saw with Sam Howell's confident press conference saying that, yeah, what's a rant to a wolf when clearly you saw what it was on Saturday, period. Like, this is just what we do. Now we got to come up and beat some Wahoos and keep it pushing because we're on a mission because we know we have Duke and Wake Forest up next. We know we want those games to be the same kind of caliber of just knowing we can do this. We're a dominant team. We are the team that we say we are. We have the confidence now, but we're going to back that confidence up with quality play right? Carolina has, does not lack for confidence. I mean, you can't. You go to a school that literally is a Jordan brand. You get anything. You have a whole Jordan museum wall of shoes. I don't know nothing about Jordans, but like, obviously that means a lot to a lot of people. So, you have the swag. You have the confidence. You have the culture shift. You have Mac Brown now. You have the brand behind you, and that's all well and good, but can you get the done on the field, okay? Because that's all that matters to me. At the end of the day, we University of National Champions, we're used to high quality. And you want the football team to finally be a something of respect. So can you get it done on the field? And that's what they've done so far. Had a little hiccup with Florida State. But I don't want you to have the same kind of hiccup for Virginia. Do not give them any type of confidence to feel like they can be in this game. Because if you do, you're going to start being rattled. You're going to get out of your game. It's like Mike Tyson always says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And you're, we don't want to play on the defense. We don't want to have to play from behind. We want to have an opening drive, but we don't want to falter during the second quarter. We don't want to go to sleep during the third quarter and then try and come back during the fourth quarter. We want to be consistent stepping on next for the entire game. Period. Okay. I mean, I don't know what. It's not hard. <laughs> it seems like a simple concept. You know, we're all about to keep it simple method over here. So all I just need, come on back. Like, let's keep it, keep it mellow now. Let's just get ready to attack for Saturday's game at eight. I'm already feeling nervous at the, at the night game, but I'm going to try and make it through. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday and you come back tomorrow because you're ready to hear about how we're going to beat the Cavaliers. Let's talk a little bit about that. Dive into that conversation more so. And, you know, overall, what can we expect from those Cavaliers to bring to the Tar Heels? And will it be enough? Find out tomorrow on tomorrow's show, Locked on Tar Heels podcast. Download, subscribe from anywhere you listen to podcasts. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Stay smart. Be safe. Make sure you wear your mask. Vote. All that good stuff. As always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.